Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, as if you didn't already know, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com. And, woo, what a day we had yesterday. Uh, more follow-through today. Obviously, the Dow was down 800-plus point points yesterday. Down again, another triple-digit down day so far today. The NASDAQ, the S&P all taking it on the chin. Gold is flying. Up a 30 spot. Yep, up 30, $1,220. Uh, broke a bunch of technical support here. The rally is on. And again, I told you, what was it, a week and a half ago, the bottom's here, buy it, better buy it. And this is the type of things that I was talking about. I've been warning you about soft data and real data. I've been warning you about the idiocracy that is the central bank. And now, yesterday, the whole market took a big pause. What happened? How did it happen? Why did it happen? We'll we'll talk about those things, but that's not nearly as important because it's already happened. What is important is where is it going to go next? And this is what we were we're going to talk about uh, throughout the program today. Uh, We've got a a small clip from Jim Cramer. Remember, I played Jim Cramer earlier this week. You know. He's, only, he's good. He's just slow. But give him his props. He warned you, too. Just I've been warning you weeks and weeks ahead of time. He warned you a day ahead of time. But we got that to talk about. We had CPI out. We're going to talk about that. Yesterday I told you about millennials. They've got a record and not a good one. I'm going to tell you also about that. If I get time, we'll talk about what the Swiss did. Listen. Everybody knows everything now. There's no hiding your money. The fence, the wall. You know, we talk about building a border wall, right? We we want that. Get the wall up. Listen, they've already done that to all your money. They've done it to all of our money. The the difference is they don't say it like that, right? They try to pretend that they're doing it for your protection. Not for you. The central bank is not your friend. The central bank is a thief. That's what it is. When you think about what the central bank really does, just think about this. They come into your wallet. They go into your bank accounts. They go into your IRAs, your 401ks, your money markets, and they take it. But don't worry. They only take a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a couple percent. Well, maybe it's a little more than a couple percent, but, you know, we're going to say it's a couple percent. You need to make sure, and again, I'll tell you a story that happened yesterday. I'm at football practice for my sophomore son. He doesn't drive yet. He's not old enough. At varsity practice, there's a couple other dads that are there. Uh, one of them, a, you know what, I would say a famous person uh, in Arizona has a bunch of money. And he tells me, Joe, man, I just lost a hundred 
$1,000 today. Talking about the 800-point drop in the stock market. And he was on the phone when I got there. He's like, I was on the phone with my planner, my, my financial planner. I'm about ready to fire this guy. You know? And he's talking about, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm diversified. And, and, and I just kind of laughed because he knows what I do. And I said, you are not diversified if all you own is paper. If you only own stocks and bonds, you are not diversified. If you only own ETFs, you are not diversified. Sorry. You need to have physical gold and silver. And listen, the reason why you need to have it, it's really simple. Because the central bank devalues our money. And they they say it willingly. Now, they call it inflation because they don't like to use the real word because all of a sudden we may not love it anymore. But this is what they do. And again, all, all, 100% of the time, every time, without exception, fiat money goes to zero, always and ever. Only one thing, only one, that's been money 5,000 years since been this way forever four letter word called gold that's it nothing else not whale's teeth not uh, federal reserve notes not German marks not French francs not euros not yen Patriot Radio News Hour Got a great show lined up for you. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, The Dow is down about 150 to 200 points. Gold is now up $31.1220, Silver's up 30 cents, uh, $14.60. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Yesterday, we ran a couple of items. We had the MS-64 Morgan dollars. Those are all gone. Completely sold out. We had uh, we had 117 of those sold out. We ran that package. Remember the package? It was the the quarter ounce. The the I'm sorry, the tenth ounce, the quarter ounce, the half ounce. All gold eagles. All slabbed. By PCGS, MS-69, and MS-70. All of them first strikes, right? All that fancy crap. But we don't charge you for the fancy stuff. That's what makes us different than everybody else. And we had an MS-63 peace dollar at cost as well. Yesterday, that package was $1,225. I still, I thought we'd sell all of them. We should have. We did. We got 12 of those left. Buy them right now. They're $1,240 today. You know what? I'm splitting the difference. I, I, I didn't throw the whole $30 move on at all. $1,240 for those 12 packages. That's the fractional. You get the tenth ounce, the quarter ounce, the half ounce. All the half ounces are going to be MS-70. 
the the quarter ounce and the tenth ounce are MS69. For those of you that don't know what that means, they just got graded uh, and put in a hard plastic case. And, and MS70, it's like you got a hundred on your math test, right? It, it's like a ten. It's perfect. It, it's the perfect specimen. MS69, I guess, is like you know one one notch below perfect. Uh, so the tenth ounce and the half and the quarter ounce are mint state 69. The the half ounce is an MS70. Then of course the 63 piece dollar for some silver in there. That's at twelve hundred and forty dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I do have. Yesterday we ran mint state 64 Morgan. I told you we sold out of those. Today, I've got 87. I know that's an odd number. Again, this is from an estate that we had bought uh, earlier in the week. I've got 87 MS64 piece dollars. I'm going to run those at cost, just like I did on the Morgans. The difference is these ones, 37 seven dollars thirty seven dollars on mint state sixty four piece dollars again that is dead cost there's eighty seven of those so when you're buying those packages throw some piece dollars on there these are no brainer listen this is part of the no brainer right and you know when I pitch something really really hard it's because it's really 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 good in other words, I, you need this is what you need to put in your portfolio because this is something where, you know what, gold's going to do great. Silver's going to do great. But these can do a little better than great. Great plus. Uh, so so uh, 1240 on the package where you got the tenth ounce, the quarter ounce, the half ounce, and the 63-piece dollar. And then $37 on the Mint State 64-piece dollars by themselves at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. Now we had the president again. He's been doing this, and why is gold going to roar? I'm going to tell you what. Follow Donald Trump. Right? He called the the Federal Reserve loco. Said they're crazy. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, and, and all of these things, he's going to continue to attack. I think this rate hike cycle, listen, I already told you, the whole slowdown was already here, right? They're living about what happened three months ago, talking about how great the economy is. And I kept telling you, it's slowing, it's slowing. But two weeks ago, I told you about housing collapsing. And now, all of a sudden, people are starting to pay attention. Yesterday, we had a horrible, horrible auction, both in the morning and the afternoon. The afternoon, the 10-year auction yesterday afternoon was atrocious. Bid to cover down to 2.3, I mean, way down. The other part was, here was the bad part. Who ended up getting it? It was the dealers themselves taking the largest piece of an auction all year. That is not a healthy bond market. 
This is what's causing the problems. And remember, why are equities so high and why are they falling? It's mispriced. Paper debt is mispriced. I say it over and over and over again. Today or yesterday, Jim Cramer was out with another warning. Remember the big rant? I don't know if you if you were listening to us in 07, and a lot of you were. And Kramer went nuts about the Fed knows nothing. He did something similar yesterday, uh, not as uh, not as much bravado. Right? He didn't want to be that famous again. But listen to his words, Ramon. Let's play the clip. The fact is, I do have a better handle on the situation than the Fed does. Just like in 2007. Oh, I hate to show such hubris on this show or anywhere or at home. Tech was especially hard hit. Now, I am concerned that the sell-off there isn't done because there is genuine weakness in the semiconductor world. Why do you think Ford and GM keep hitting multiple-year lows? Because they're doing well? Amazon's here to stay, and it's worth a lot more than it's selling for, but it may be worth even more than it's selling for a couple days from now. Companies like PPG, companies like a little outfit called Trinzio, outside of where I grew up, very big plastics and chemical company. These are huge suppliers to the auto industry, which is a big, big industry, and they just hit a wall. Long term, I like Starbucks, but right now they'll be patient. Get a better entry point. The forward indicators suggest to me that things are deteriorating, and in some cases, like in construction, as we learned from gigantic industrial builder floor this very evening, it's in rapid decline. Fed Chairman Powell, I think you should listen. Fed Chairman Powell, I think you should listen. Talking about rapid declines in construction. He went on a 15-minute-long interview talking about, do you think Ford and General Motors are at the lows because they're doing well? And I want to remind all of you, while they were being braggadocious about how the trade war was hurting China, and look at their stock market, just remember, the majority of our Dow companies do just as much business there, if not more, than they do here. And guess what? We're slowing, too. And now everybody is starting to pay attention. So when you sit there and you start thinking about where are we headed next, because this is really what's important. What happened yesterday, what is happening today, doesn't really matter. What is going to happen? And I'm going to tell you, we talk about debt here a lot, because this was their plan, right? Understand that this is what the central bank and all of their brilliance decided was the best thing to do, because you know what, let's face it, they're really smart people. Let's make debt cheap. Let's make that hard-earned money worth a whole lot less. And then guess what? People will get into bigger debt, and we'll call that prosperity. And I want to go back, and let's just take a little history lesson. Go back to 1971. And I know I keep going back there, but you know what? This is when it really started. Households had no credit card debt, zero nada. 
Almost no one even had a credit card. Student loan debt? That didn't exist. The average car was a couple grand. Think about this. Remember car loans? Like, 46-month car loan was big back then. Right? Now, now, now car loans are 7, 8, 9, 10 years. A house. 25000 That was it. The only debt most people had was a mortgage. Maybe a car payment. Maybe. Then they used, what, credit cards. So think about the 80s and the 90s. Right, of course, cars got more expensive. Houses got more expensive, right? The debt. Right, this is how they grew the economy. Right? They grew the economy by making you pay more. And then they said, that's not enough. How about debt? And we all, we all did it. We loaded up on those credit cards. Well, here is the problem. After a while, that wasn't enough. And then, you know what the problem was? We all needed to be more educated. <laughs> Let's face it. 98% of, well, I don't know about 98, 80% of all the jobs out there, you don't need a college degree. They just say you do. You really don't. But we had to be more educated. You know, when Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen and Jay Powell, when they all went to college, Going to Harvard or Yale or Brown, three or four grand. What is it now? Seventy? Seventy grand? That may be understating. No one had a student loan debt. Let me bring you to today. Student loan debts approaching $1.6 trillion dollars. Credit card debt, what, $1.1 trillion. See? So I keep talking about why it is that we're in such trouble. Now, I told you about the country in eight years from today and what's going to happen with the size of the debt. And you know what? I hope by now you believe me. Because I'm pretty good at this stuff. The millennials. And I know you're like, I hate these millennials. And really shouldn't hate them at all. Here's the sad part. We all agree, right? They're in a bad spot. They still live at home with mommy and daddy. If they don't live at home with mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy usually are paying what? Part of the bill. Just to get them out. Oh. Well, let me tell you about these millennials, okay? Now think about this now, baby boomers. How about all of us, right? Now think about it. You're 45, you're 50, 60, 70, right? And listen, we all got to do it, right? You got a 401k. I know you do. Got your 401ks or your IRAs. Because let's face it, they took away everything else, Right? You can't. They took away pensions and all that. So you got no choice. You got to somehow save some money. 
These are the people that are supposed to step in and keep this thing going. But here's what they've done. They made us poorer faster. Now millennials are in a situation where this has never happened before. One way, when you look at what is going to look into the future, predicting what will happen and how millennials are going to be able to keep this economy going, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not a good picture. We're going to talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. President Trump's party controls Congress, but one would never know that by how they've been AWOL while courts block Trump at every turn. Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, who's retiring at the age of only 48, is doing so little that the public might wonder if he is even still in office. Meanwhile, the judicial war of resistance against Trump continues unabated. In the last few weeks and months, federal courts have issued rulings requiring Trump to restart DACA, fund sanctuary cities, stop asking about citizenship in the census, include transgenders in the interpretation of Title IX, reunite illegal alien families, even where the adults are criminals who have already been deported, and so on and so on. Attorney General Jeff Sessions issued a statement in August criticizing the rash of judicial activism against the Trump administration. We have recently witnessed a number of decisions in which courts have improperly used judicial power to steer, enjoin, modify, and direct executive policy, General Sessions explained. He continued, This ignores the wisdom of our founders and transfers policymaking questions from the constitutionally empowered and politically accountable branches to the judicial branch. General Sessions vowed that the Trump administration and this Department of Justice will continue to aggressively defend the executive branch's lawful authority and duty to ensure a lawful system of immigration in our country. New lawsuits against Trump policies are being filed by the left nearly every day. Just weeks ago, four liberal-controlled cities, Baltimore, Chicago, Cincinnati, and Columbus, asked a federal court to force Trump to support Obamacare. Imitating a familiar pattern pursued in other cases, this new lawsuit for Obamacare quotes out-of-court statements by President Trump as though they were evidence. For example, the lawsuit demands relief because Trump has said that essentially we've gotten rid of Obamacare. The power vacuum on Capitol Hill encourages judicial supremacy as courts see that Congress is not providing any check or balance to the overreach of the judicial branch. Like unsupervised kids in a candy store, judges will grab as much power as they can until Congress checks their conduct. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped, or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Connect with us at phyllisschlafly.com to hear alerts on rulings made by never-elected supremacist judges and to share your viewpoint. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Talking about what's going to happen next. Really, really important to understand why it is that I'm so certain of the future 
that is going to be upon us. And really, right now, we've just started. This is another warning from Wall Street. Just a warning. Has the super volcano exploded? Not yet. Not yet. But we're talking about, and let me tell you the age now, 18 to 39. It makes up the largest population at 74 or 75 and a half million people. Okay? So as the baby boomers start passing away, they are now, there's more of them now barely than baby boomers. <laughs> we'll get into that. That's a whole different show about the lack of births and all that. They now own the largest amount of debt in any generation in American history. 30% of all debt now is owned by that group. And here's the bad part. They have that much debt without owning homes. Still living with mommy and daddy. They have all of that debt with parents still helping them. So their ability to take on more debt is now hindered. And how did they get all of this debt? I'm going to tell you right now. Go look at Jay Powell and his buddies because they did it. The second your son or daughter hits a college campus, what happens? Have you been to a college campus? Maybe you haven't. They got the booths all set up. Get your credit cards here, right? They've got the, the you're, you're filling out, you know, a lot of you know, you fill out a, 10 reams of paperwork to get your child financial aid and get loans. Right? They're 18, 17, 18, 19 years old. Taking on tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's it. This isn't been this isn't one of these things where when you really think logically about what is going to happen. They're not buying stocks. Most of them are, I, I, I can't even pay my own bill. Buying a house, having a child, 75% of them now say they put off having children because it costs too much. And then you start thinking about, well, what does that mean? Right? First of all, you're like, oh, I get it, good. Maybe you're not as dumb as I thought you were. But here's the problem now, right? <laughs> now there's even less people to support all of the debt that, that we already have, that we're already choking on, and now guess what? Everything's slowed. I'm sorry. And again, I told you this six months ago. We were going to get a quarter or two. By the fourth quarter, 
things were going to slow, and by next year, things are going to get ugly. And it's taken them a while, but here we are. But again, what does it mean? What is going to happen? Right? Where, where, where is all of this going to go? And really, when I look at it, I don't see a good end to this. Everybody that, you know, 18 to 39, this is right, you're, 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 you're entering the workforce or you're in college getting ready to enter the workforce and you're entering the work. You're not entering the workforce broke. That'd be okay. You know, when I entered the workforce at that age, when I was in that age, I was broke. But I wasn't in debt. I was 28 years old before I had my first credit card. 28. I didn't own a home. I think I owned a home at 29. And you think about that. That was the first time I actually took on debt. But I had a car payment, right? And it was like, I don't even know, a hundred and something dollars. <laughs> I mean, the average car payment today, 20 years later, the average payment. New use doesn't matter. Five hundred bucks. I think my insurance, and and I don't want to overstate it, but it was I don't know three hundred dollars a year. You know, <laughs> talking about where we're going to go. Half of Americans that are renters. Okay. So now remember, one of the other trends that we've seen, the number of Americans owning homes continues to fall. Right? Look at home sales, right? We get it. And no one can afford it. Now 40% of people are renters. And they're saying now half of those struggle to even pay the rent and that the price of housing is now putting strain on more and more of them. They said that the impact is starting to really have an effect on Americans' abilities to stay in the middle class. More and more members of the middle class are now choosing to rent Instead of own, because, well, let's face it, can't afford it. The average rent now soaring. Right? Remember what happened? I thought when, when, when more people came, it drive the cost down, right? Instead, it drives the price up. Uh, and they're saying that, here's how it breaks down. The percentage of U.S. renters who qualified as cost burden, in other words, hey, we look at your income. We know where you live. Yeah, you probably can't even afford to live there. Has now reached a new all-time record high. 49.5%. Think about it. The most indebted age group in history are the millennials. Everybody's a renter now, and they're having a hard time affording the rent. 
not great prosperity doesn't bode well for the future. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Let's uh, go over these specials again. So uh, in, in the last 72 hours, we had a big, big, big estate. And and we we have all of this product from this estate. Everything we ran yesterday, everything that we're running today is from this estate. We were able to buy this at below market. In other words, I'm, I don't have to pay wholesale pricing to get all of this stuff. And you know how we do it here. I mean, I, I could run it at regular retail or take $10 off or something like that and, and do fine. But I want to give value. want you to be able to buy it and know, hey, when you buy it here, right, you're, there's nothing cheaper. Arlene just told me there's still 10 packages left. Okay, we ran them yesterday. We'll finish them today. This is it. And these, we, we, we can't replace this product. Okay, so there's only 10. You got this slabbed, 10th ounce, quarter ounce, half ounce. So you got fractional gold at below our regular retails, way below. Way below. They're all slabbed, right? Just slabbing up. Even if I did it, not if you, if you did it, it'd be more. If I did it, send them out to PCGS. About ten bucks a slab. So there's four pieces in here, right? We've got the three gold pieces, the one silver piece. That's forty dollars in slabbing. Your cost nothing. They're MS. The gold's MS sixty nine and MS seventy. Right, so they're the primo of the primo. The gold is all first strike, right? All this stuff that they try to, hey, make, make, you know, down the road. And who knows? I laugh about it now, but who knows? Ten years from now, that first strike MS-70 half-ounce gold eagle could be worth a lot. Right, this first strike stuff is new in the last, what, five, ten years. So who knows? Could be. I don't know. But that's why I like it, because you don't pay for any of that either. Then I put that piece dollar in it. That's a cost. Cost. They're $1,240 to get all four pieces. Right? There's, but I've only got 10. That's it, and then we're done. Don't have any more of those packages, because that's all that was in that estate. I still have, we still have the 87 MS-64 piece, Arlene's giving me the head nod. I've got a separate item, Mint State 64s. For those of you that that don't know what that means, that's one great, MS-65 and above, they consider to be quote-unquote gym quality. These are Mint State 64 piece dollars. Again, they're slabbed in that hard case, all that stuff. So, so, so the condition, you can't ruin it. They're not all beat up. You know, think about this. Think about these peace dollars. Yeah, it was the 20s. And maybe they weren't riding around on horseback. Maybe they were. 
But, you know, they're bouncing around in the back of a truck and going to these banks and getting beat up. And, and of course, back then, they, that was that was how most people paid for stuff. So these ones here, these they got minted. They got put into those treasury bags, and they got shipped out to branches and then never actually made it into circulation. So these are Mint State 64s. $37. And you're like, hey, well, you know, silver's only uh, $14.60. I get it. But here's the thing. That's dead cost right now. And I keep telling we know silver's going to 20 25 30 40 I mean, it's going to take off. But buying product at cost, you know, you know, these idiots run this stuff on TV, and then they they bait and switch you. There's no bait and switch here. You call our 800 number, and you just tell Arlene, Arlene, I want those MS64 peace dollars. She's only going to ask you one thing. How many would you like? You buy them all? You buy one. You buy ten? I don't care. Obviously, she'll take your name and your address. If you're here in Phoenix or you're up in, in Johnstown, you want to pick it up, you shave on the shipping. But but that's it. That, that's all there is. We don't say, well, you don't want that and try to sell you something else. That's not what we do. I got one more item. So now I know it, it gets a little tricky when we try to sell a bunch of things, but I got some stuff, and, and they're great opportunities. So we've got the 10 of the, what I'll call the fractional set. we got 10 of those left. They're 1240. Got the 87 MS64 peace dollars. And remember the peace dollars, right? That was after World War I. And there was going to be peace in the world. Well, <laughs> let's just say they didn't make it to World War II. Then we've got 12. I know that's not a lot, but there's 12 of these. And again, this is another little set. These are Mint State 62s, $10 Liberty, and a $10 Indian. So these are the two $10 pieces that were made pre-1933. So from 1966 to 1932, because they didn't make the Indians past 32. And of course, the Liberties only went from 66 to 1907. These were the two $10 gold pieces, so you get one of each. They're mint state 62, but you pay our regular price. That's right. No markup whatsoever. 1420 bucks for a set of those. I've got 12. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. I'll recap it one more time before we head out on this Thursday. Doesn't it make you mad? Huh? Right? All of these guys convince you to put all your money into these paper assets. Tell you how great the economy is. I've never seen anything like it. The economy was great up until 24 hours ago, and now everybody hates the Federal Reserve. 
course, I told you, they knew. They were selling, insiders were selling for weeks. Right? I told you about all the product disappearing. Do you think they, they bought all this gold and silver up for a $30 move? You're kidding yourself. Right? The, the run is here. It's early. The only reason we have what we're running right now is because of this estate. Without that, you'd be paying more. Don't pay more. Simple. So we got three different items today. It's a little confusing. They're all fantastic. In other words, you can't go wrong. You've got the fractional slab, right? That's the tenth ounce, the quarter ounce, the half ounce, and the piece dollar. All slab. Twelve forty. There's only ten. Only ten. We've got the MS sixty three piece, or I'm sorry, MS sixty four piece dollar at cost. In other words, if I called up my wholesaler today to buy Mint State 64-piece dollars, he'd charge me $37. Consequently, I'd probably charge you, what, 40 between 40 and 42 bucks. You're going to get them for $37. Then we've got, and there's, uh, what, 80 of those? And then I've got a great little set. There's only 12 pieces. There's only 12 of these sets. And you get both a $10 Liberty and a $10 Indian. So you get both half-ounce pieces. They're slabbed Mint State 62. Not charging you any slab price. Not charging Mint State 60, 61, 62. I'm not charging you AU prices. I'm not charging you VFX. Charging you dead-bottom pricing here. So you get both the $10 Liberty and the $10 Indian at $1,420. I'd have to look online, but i got to believe right now you're probably saving, what, 100 bucks on the set? I mean, you can't beat it. 800-951-0592. By the way, that puts both of those items, by the way. They're, it is above my cost. By about ten bucks, just telling you. So you pick it. You want one of everything? You can get a fractional set, a, a, an MS sixty four piece dollar, the ten dollar Liberty, an Indian set. Knock yourself out. You cannot go wrong. That's what we're going to sell today. That's it. Buy those things. Why? Because it's the best deal we got. Gold has come out and broken out. We've been waiting. It's finally done. It broke out to the upside. Remember, last week we kept talking about looks like the bottom's in. We got a quick, you know what? I guess they, hey, I guess we should be happy about Columbus Day. It gave us a retest. Now a huge pop. Gold's up 31, 1221. Silver's up 30 cents as well, 1460. The Dow is down about 125 points right now. 800 951 0592. Patriot Radio News Hour.